great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter, but you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league, and I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Pray, pray please for the residents of uh, Florida as I get that out here. Uh, a lot is going on in the sunshine state of Florida. Video shows the hurricane uh, destroying an entire section of Fort Myers, of Fort Myers. It now looks like part of Fort Myers has fallen into the ocean as floodwaters engulfed the city. The water is continuing to rise quickly to rise quickly. Over 2 million Florida residents are now without power. That number is expected to go, the to grow, that is. The mayor of Tampa declaring the worst is yet to come. In some cases, patio roofs have been ripped off in Cape Coral, uh, at least in one home, before tossing it over the entire house into the backyard. North Carolina, South Carolina, and Virginia governors have declared state of emergencies. Suspects nabbed, look at here, for the court-on-camera mid-sermon robbery of the flashy Brooklyn Bishop Lamar Lamar Whitehead. And also this morning, former Governor Andrew Cuomo is plotting his comeback with a uh, podcast And it's something that his younger brother, Christopher, is also doing and turning to a podcast to return to the public eye. And so we are taking your telephone calls on a number of topics that I just mentioned, plus some stories uh, that we'll get to a a bit later on. Uh, But we're taking your calls at 800-848-WABC. 800-848-9222. So some of us thought that it would never happen. But authorities have busted so far two suspects. This happened early Wednesday for the wild caught on camera armed holdup of the blinged out, if you will, Bishop Whitehead during his Sunday sermon two months ago with the high-profile clergyman cheering the clearing of his name. We'll see what they have to say to federal prosecutors. But the defendants, each 23 years old and arrested in their Brooklyn homes, now face federal robbery charges for pulling guns on Whitehead, his wife, and their child in the uh, headline-making heist inside the rented-out Canarsie workspace that doubles as his church. We all know that the bishop became the target of speculation that the heist was staged, and he sat in the second row at Brooklyn Federal Court for the first appearances of his alleged assaultants. I am still going to have a wait-and-see approach. Let's see what the suspects have to say to federal prosecutors. And so Whitehead says that he is, uh, quote, extremely happy. His wife was crying when she heard the news. We're waiting for the last one to be arrested so we can move on with our lives. The bishop says that he did not know either man and never saw them before they marched, uh, onto the altar during Sunday services. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what, what happens here. 
Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. We're going to start now with your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Let's start with Mike in St. James. Good morning, Mike. What's on your mind? Hello, Dominic. I believe it was last night on your show, one of the callers said he believed the uniformed police on the streets will not take an aggressive action until qualified immunity is restored. Now, my question is, with your uh, journalistic knowledge, could you find out, have lawsuits against the city dropped since that policy was implemented? Well, that, that, you know what, Mike, that's a very good question, and I promise to have an answer for you uh, in the shows ahead. All I can tell you is that it's not, by, by, by having qualified immunity, it's not almost by any measure, it is not helping the situation. Because police officers are afraid to get involved. They don't want to risk their pensions. They don't want to lose everything since they can be held personally responsible. And so one more time, Mike, you want to know if lawsuits have dropped? Yes. Is the city being sued for police uh, misconduct? That was the okay. idea of uh, dropping the immunity. Yes. So, well, so I, I, promise, be... I promise that, that, that I will look into it. But, but it was just another way to please uh, some of the uh, progressive leaders that wanted this done so that police officers could be held personally responsible. I do not understand the point of it. In terms of it has not been beneficial for for cities across America. Mike, we thank you for the telephone call. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. A number of topics. We are taking your calls. 800-848-WABC. 800-848-9222. So I want you to hear in just a second. In just a second. And if you want to send me an email, you can Dominic.Carter at WABCRadio.com. Dominic.Carter at WABCRadio.com. In a second, you're going to hear Governor Cuomo as he is plotting. And when I say Governor Cuomo, obviously I mean former Governor Cuomo as he is plotting his political comeback, his public comeback. And it starts with a new podcast. And Cuomo on Wednesday posted a video. And I think he can make the comeback. Now, if Hoku's uh, elected governor in her own right, you're looking at one to two terms. So I, I don't know about governor, but Cuomo can make a political comeback. And so he posted on on a uh, on his social media accounts a video in which he laid his uh, he laid out his comeback efforts, which will include a new super PAC and a gun safety effort. I want you to listen to what Governor Cuomo had to say in that video. The past few months gave me a new perspective on politics on people, and even on life. I have seen it all, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I've seen both extremes, the worst in politics and opportunism, but I've also seen the best in government and service. I believe at the end of the day, I will be the better for it, and I want to move forward and focus on what is really important. I have fought the good fight in government and politics all my life, and I am not done fighting yet. And my point is don't sleep on Cuomo. He's not done politically. I can't exactly lay out where he's going to return, but believe me, it is underway. And so Cuomo resigned as governor last August, you may recall, after facing allegations of harassment and retaliation in a report from New York Attorney General Letitia James. His departure 
also ultimately led to the firing of his younger brother, former CNN anchor Chris Cuomo. Uh, Chris Cuomo was terminated in December after his uh, deposition to James revealed the extent to which he helped his brother respond to the harassment allegations. Let's go to Mike, who has a comment. He's in Lake George about the situation in Florida. Good morning, Mike. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Um, uh, I was just getting ready to fade out. Uh, I had to tune in your show and, and, and give you a shout out and, and uh, great job you're doing. I just mentioned to a uh, good man, Ken. Uh, I have a mother who's 90 years old. She just relocated uh, from uh, Long Island, uh, and she's in that area where that where that horrendous hurricane uh, 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 touched down. And also, uh, good sister Carol. So I have a heavy heart right now, Dominic. Um, thoughts and prayers for all the people in that area, and uh, I'm going to try my best to get in touch with uh, my younger sister um, later on, just to see um, how the status is and. Uh, I'm trying to get my thoughts together, um, but I, I got a heavy heart. It, 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 it has to be. It has to be hard. Now, what part of Florida is she in again? She is in uh, just north of uh, Venice, Florida, uh, on the west coast. Um, and and and, and uh, I would assume that she's one without power. Is is that an accurate assessment? I, that's just the thought that popped into my mind. Yes. Um, and also my coach, uh, uh, always a Marine. Um, he lives in Fort Myers. So, um, I keep in touch with coach all the time. So, uh, a lot of people, um, uh, down there, I know, but especially, um, my mother, uh, my sister and every, everyone down there, but you know, my, my head is literally spinning right now. Um, I, I, I can I imagine. Uh, you, yeah. you know, I'm going to be in Fort Myers in about uh, in about two weeks from now, delivering a uh, a speech. Do you think things right. will be back to normal in Florida anytime soon? Uh, that's a hard uh, assessment for for me to make, and that's a hard assessment for for anyone to really uh, uh, make uh, because it it, uh, it was just growing in strength. I know the last 24 hours. And uh, I did text my good sister Carol yesterday morning, so uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm I'm uh, I'm saying prayer after prayer, silent prayer, and uh, for everyone in that area. Uh, when I heard the evacuation, the numbers of people uh, that needed to evacuate, and uh, how many uh, millions of people are without power, so uh, quite a few things are flashing through my mind, and I'm, I'm trying to. Um, I'm trying to, you know, wrap my my mindset around this whole thing, you know. <laughs> it, it's tough. Well, Mike, we 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 wish you the best, and I hope that you can find out about your loved ones very very soon. It, it is a tough process, especially when we're seeing uh, the uh, national news channels about the devastation, and and you can't reach them. And you know you you can't if they have no power you can't reach them on social media. There's nothing that you can do until they find a way to reach out to you. And so, for you, Mike, and those like you, I wish you much success in finding out uh, about your your loved ones. Thank you uh, very much for the call. In a moment, I'm going to tell you about a new poll in the race for governor. In the race for governor in New York State, we are taking your calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. But as far as Bishop Lamore Whitehead, let's be honest about this. I was highly doubtful, to put it mildly, that this incident happened, that this incident actually happened, that he was... Um, allegedly uh robbed while in the pulpit of his uh in the pulpit of his uh Brooklyn church and I want you to listen to the NYPD before we go back to the uh telephone calls chief of detectives James uh Essig describe the robbery of Bishop Whitehead in which three males wearing all black and ski masks did the location 
while Pastor Lamar Whitehead and his wife Asia were preaching. Two of the males proceeded to the stage, displayed a firearm, and demanded his property and jewelry. His wife, who was sitting to the left of the stage, also was robbed of her jewelry at gunpoint. A total of $1 million in jewelry was taken. This incident was being live-streamed on Facebook and lasted approximately 1 minute and 30 seconds. And so... The feds have made two arrests. There's still one suspect out there. Who knows? After all, maybe um, Bishop Whitehead was on the complete up and up. We'll see. We will see how this all how this all plays out. Let's go to uh, Mike in Brooklyn. Good morning, Mike. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. How you doing today? I'm I'm doing well, Mike. Thank you. And how about yourself? Good, not bad. Uh, I don't think you're going to be down there in two weeks in Fort Myers because, uh, speaking on behalf of Sandy Storm, you know, up here, I got I had seven feet of water in my house, and this whole area took months before it can even get back to somewhat so, so, normal. So, Mike, 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 I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but you said you had seven feet of water in your home. We've already seen in Fort Myers, and that was during Sandy, we've already seen in Fort Myers where where water has flooded the first floor of several homes. What is that like? In your case, uh, the water was seven feet. What is, can you describe what that's like? I mean, that's not like, that's not like a little bit of uh, water where you can bring in a vacuum and have it cleaned up. Seven feet of water, what is that like? It's scary. <laughs> wow. Uh, it almost got me. I, I, was in, I went down in the basement to get some tools, because uh, both sides of the street and the gutter area was full of water already. And I stepped in a puddle of water, and I said, uh-oh. And then I had to get something out of the garage, which was right outside the back door. By the time I went and carried one object in, the the, the step was gone. And got the other one, then ran down the basement. I was in the back of the basement grabbing some tools. I heard a bang. The door split in half. Everything from the other side of the house was coming at me. And I just pushed the stuff to the side. And as I was going up the steps, the water was following me up the same height level. Never even stopped. Hey, Mike, you know, you, you may be on to something here because I'm looking at an email from Rick Scott. And, folks, you can send me emails as well as call the program at Dominic.Carter at WABCRadio.com. And, and you know, Mike, here, uh, Rick Scott says, uh, Dominic, it will be months before you can go to Fort Myers. The damage is severe and widespread. And yeah. so I, I think basically that's what you're telling me, correct, Mike? Yes, that's correct. You'll have no, well, down there you need your air conditioner, same as up here we needed heat and electric we had no electric service or heated, heating systems. Everything was underwater, so it all had to be refurbished before you could do anything. Well, Mike, I thank you uh, for the telephone call, and you have a uh, a uh, great morning. Let's go to John in Freehold, New Jersey. Good morning, John. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. It's a pleasure. Um, you just kind of stole my thunder with that email. I was going to say it's going to be a while before you go down there. There's a uh, my parents live in Tampa, and there's a lot of damage. So a lot. I don't think they're going to be able to clean and, that and up. And the mayor of Tampa, uh, as of this morning, is still saying the worst is yet to come. Yeah, that's what my mom said. Uh, they're they're right in the middle of Tampa, well, right outside of Tampa, and uh, she said there's a lot of rain right now, and the wind is really really bad. But thankfully, like half our development has electricity and the other half don't. So right. hopefully well, everything will be okay there. Well, but, um, uh, oh. you know, all we can do is pray for the people of Florida that everything exactly, uh, but, that everything uh, works out. So it, it's my understanding, John, that you had a comment on Cuomo. Is that correct? Yeah, I was going to go there. Um, I was going to say, you know what, as, uh, as kind of dumb as uh, Cuomo was, I think uh, he would be a lot better than Hogel, and uh, I really didn't mind that guy that much. He didn't do such a terrible job, if you think about it. He was a little mm-hmm. schmucky sometimes, but uh, I don't think he did such a bad job. 
Right, but uh, but on the uh, senior citizen front with COVID, there's still a lot of angry uh, people, loved ones, and uh, the sexual harassment thing. But but you know what, John? I'm looking at another uh, email, and it's from our friend Sal, who uh, listens to the program. And Sal says, uh, prayers and love to the people of Florida. That Andrew Cuomo wants to jumpstart his political career indicates to me that he has the arrogance of capitalized Count Dracula. Didn't Andrew contribute enough to the ruining of New York? Question mark. I would rather sit on an angry rattlesnake instead of voting for Andrew Cuomo or for any Democrat for that matter. And so do, do you agree with that assessment, John, or no? No, I'm, see, I'm not a Democrat. I'm a, I'm a, I guess, Republican conservative. But that, I'm just saying, you know, he, okay, he made a mistake with the old people, and um, the sexual harassment thing. I think that was just part of the whole Me Too movement. Um, but you know, it, it, he's the better of the bunch, I think. Okay, well, John, we we thank you uh, for your call. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are taking your calls on a number of issues this morning, from Florida, the ongoing situation, to Governor Cuomo, to Bishop Whitehead. The feds have made arrest in his case, and I'm going to get to the race of a New York governor in just a few minutes. A new poll out that shows Kathy Hochul, Governor Hochul, is holding a 17-point lead over Republican challenger Lee Zeldin. We're going to get to all of that, but right now we're continuing with your telephone calls. Let's go to our friend Jennifer in Boston. Good morning, Jennifer. What's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. Um, first of all, I do want to send my prayers to the people of Florida. I have several people um, that I know that are down there. And um, for the man that just called Mike that was concerned about his family, I don't remember the web address, but there is a uh, a government website, you know, State of Florida website that you can connect to if you're concerned about people. And when they're able to, they will go out and check on them for you and see if they that need That is assistance. fantastic, Jennifer. We we thank you for even reminding us of that. But please yeah. continue. If I could think of it, but I'm sure if he, you know, goes on there and does a little research or makes a call down there, he could find out. So that said, um, bless them all. And I want you to know, while I'm talking about prayers, I I think of you often, Dominic, and pray for you. I prayed for you and young Dominic the other night to make it out safe. It's well, a mad world. You. really thank is. You. And, and I, I know you've gone through a lot of loss and hurt lately, and you're uh, you uh, you're like a remember the old Timex walks watch? They take a licking and keep on ticking. That's yes. you, Dominic. Yes. Well, thank you, Jennifer. That that means that means the world to me. And uh, I I think many of us that listen to this program. Are, are like that slogan, takes a licking but keeps on ticking. I really do. Yeah. yeah, and you're you know what, and you're present and you're and you're still there for those around you. And um like I said, I just give you much credit because life isn't always easy, God knows. That said, speaking of which, <laughs> I wanted to um speak briefly to uh Hudson's call last night about him and his uh, lovely wife and that uh, strong life of his and I was just so I was hurt and very upset about what happened to them, but I was thrilled that they were able to get their way out of that, the dynamic duo. <laughs> um, but um, the, the guy messed with the wrong couple, no doubt. Um, but I had just spoken shortly before that about the importance of carrying something for self-protection. You, and that, sure that had. the mace or anything like that, and like I said, you have to have it at your ready, especially if you're alone, especially if you're alone, because that way there's no other time for distraction. You have to have it available. And um, just a reminder to people, because it can literally be a lifesaver, and you don't have to worry about putting, you know, taking someone else's life or, you know what I mean, the, the, the cross of bearing that if something were to go wrong. Um, you just are looking out for yourself, and we all have that right. And, um, you and know, Jennifer, we always- I, I have a question for you. So. Over the weekend, uh, I was in Boston. Uh, I, I basically only stayed down by the seaport area. Is, is that is that a safe area? Is there crime in that area? <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm about twenty miles south of Boston, actually. Um, okay. So so, but Boston, um, the worst parts now are what they call uh, Methadone Mile, which is uh, near the Met, uh, Boston Medical Center. Um, it's the homeless encampment type of thing and all that. 
But unfortunately, there are tough parts all over Boston, just like any city. But thank God, um, nothing like you guys, thank the Lord. So, um, you know, I really couldn't tell you that. But okay, I've heard but, you. But it's relatively I've heard, safe. I've heard you mention Mainly it, because heard, of the tourists. Yeah, and I have heard you mention it, and I don't hear much about it in the news, so that's a good thing. <laughs> okay. There are other parts of the city I hear about with the shootings and stabbings and things like that. So, God, God willing, you'll be safe there. And you take good care and um, all the best to you. Thanks for always hearing us and being as kind to us all as you are, Dominic. You're the well, best. Well, thank you. Thank you for the calls, Jennifer. I always enjoy chatting with you. Thank you and have a great, great morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Let's go to Charlie in Hell's Kitchen. Good morning, Charlie. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. There's a lot of mayhem going on everywhere. I just got back from visits from some relatives in the Philadelphia area, actually in the city of Philadelphia. And recently there were four or five high school football players shot, and one of the kids died, unfortunately, uh, passed away. And I just want to remind people that Philadelphia is the victim of a, a George Soros-funded DA that they have there, the gentleman, the individual's name is Larry Krasner. He's the equivalent of the Manhattan District Attorney Bragg. He just doesn't want to prosecute people. And this this is a result of it. I mean, last year, Philadelphia had a record-breaking homicide in the setting year. They had more homicides than, than ever before. And uh, it seems to be going on pace to, to break this year's record. Seems to be going on pace to break last year's record. Like I said, it was so sad and so tragic. I think it was four or five. They, they weren't filled up Eagles. They were they were high school football players. They were shot and uh, they were all shot outside. And one of the young men died, and one of the kids died. And it's it's just so sad that this 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 kind of woke. This is the this is the. It is. Results of woke progressivism, which you talk about so eloquently every night. Well, thank you. It it is sad. And coming up in our Dominic Carter Care segment, in about 15 minutes, I will detail an incident, Charlie, right here in New York, where a female high school basketball player was uh, shot in the face and killed. And this just happened. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. When we come back, we're going to Manhattan, Staten Island, Long Island. We are taking your calls. 800-848-WABC. 800-848-9222. And it is now time for the 77 WABC clip of the day. Listen to Bernie and Sid in the morning, the number one rated news talk radio morning show in New York City. Weekdays from 6 to 10. Here, Sid says Mayor Eric Adams' promise of bulking up the police presence on the subways has turned out to be a lie. He made a promise months ago that he was going to add more police to the subways. And he was going to have not only like two cops at a time, but you'd have at least one cop walking around the platform, every car. You were going to see, if you take the subways, I do every day, with your naked eye, the huge difference in police. Okay. I take the train every day. I walk to Grand Central, eight blocks. I almost never, ever see a cop. Ever. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back. Good morning. So I mentioned the poll in the uh, New York race for governor, the survey, the Survey is done by Siena College on Wednesday, and it shows Governor Kathy Hochul with a 17, 17 percentage point lead over Congressman Lee Zeldin in New York's race for governor. The poll, if you will, suggest uh, Ms. Hochul, a Democrat from Buffalo, vying for her first term, has improved her standing among voters 
since a Siena College survey in August that had her up by 14 points. So Zeldin, and let's make sure I got this right here, has a three-point edge over Hochul among political independents, but trails 54 to 37% among likely voters overall. Let's go to Kurt on Staten Island. Good morning, Kurt. What's on your mind? Good morning to you, Dominic. Good morning. I, I just heard you. I just heard you say about this. How 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 Catherine Hochul is a is ahead of Lee Zeldin, and this is. I I am afraid for this state. I am afraid for this country. And does this have anything to do with her stand on abortion rights? Well, as of right now, I, I don't know the particulars uh, they, when you break up the subcategories. And, and, and frankly, frankly, Kurt, who knows? But but what Lee Zeldin is up against is that he's almost trying to swim up the tide because New York is so swim against the tide. I should say New York is overwhelmingly Democratic. So that's it. That's an automatic edge. Uh, for any Democrat up against a Republican candidate seeking statewide office. Yes, but again, I am so afraid, Dominic. I I I understand how you feel. And, Kurt, uh, many of us, certainly I would say the people that listen to this program, and we are number one in New York, AMA-FM, so a large percent of New Yorkers listen to this program. Well, I should say in the tri-state area. And as a matter of fact, around the country, because at nighttime we are heard in numerous states because of the signal on uh, WABC. But, Kurt, we, we, we share the sentiment. We share the sentiment. So, like, for example... One of the stories that I thought about doing, and I, I may mention this a little bit, but it leaves me, it's very depressing. In a, an 81-year-old woman, 81-year-old woman was reportedly raped. And it, it, when you think about that, when you think about that type of situation and how horrendous it is, 81 years old. You know what? Maybe now, maybe, maybe now I do have to mention it, but I'll do that in just a second. Mary Beth on Long Island. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning to you, Dominic. Good morning. And I join uh, Jennifer with her sentiments. May God bless you. You are an amazing man and you are a help to all. Thank Um, you. My thoughts and prayers are also with the people in Florida. And I do hope that that man who called earlier hears from his family, and um, hopefully he can let us know that everything is all right. And, um, and you know, yeah. there, there are scores and scores, Mary Beth, of people in a similar situation. As the, as the weather situation unfolds as we speak in Florida, and the numbers of people without power, it's it's only going to go up substantially, and at this point, all we can do is pray and 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 hope for the best. Um, but Mary Beth, I, I I do thank you for the call, and you know, Mary Beth, I I do want to ask you this question here. So before I get to the uh, Pennsylvania Senate race, as I just mentioned, a man is accused of raping an 81 year old Brooklyn neighbor, a a sickening attack with some residents stating, my God, how could he do this? A Brooklyn sex offender is accused of raping and brutalizing his 81-year-old neighbor. He used to help her with groceries and open the building's gate uh, for her. And he's 50 years old. In your opinion, Mary Beth, what is going on? Um, People in this world have lost faith and belief in God, I think. You know, sometimes that sounds like, you know, a very flip answer, but there is so much evil in the world now, and we have to come together as human beings and care for one another. I I have no words. When I first heard you say this before I was, you know, put on the phone with you, I I thought, how, how is this possible? How how is this possible? What is wrong with this man? I 
I initially called regarding Elizabeth Gomes, and now this is another case. These things have to be kept in the news, and pressure has to be put on the powers that be, the way pressure was put on for that dear bodega worker who was put in jail for defending his life. When enough pressure was put, something was done. Something yes, Jose Alba. Yes. We can't forget this, and we can't stop supporting innocent people. Yes. You you disarticulated some very good points, Mary Beth, and, um, and I thank you for the call. I, I almost did not mention that story this morning because the 81-year-old woman, because it is so sick and so disgusting, and so horrible. And what, what, what do you say? What, what do you say? And, and you know what, folks? I'm going to go right back to your telephone calls in just one second. Uh, we're going to go to Sean in Brooklyn in just one second. But, you know, night after night, morning after morning, some of you call up and say that we have to get more involved. You know, if you see something, do something. You have to be careful with that. Because a man has been left with broken bones after trying to prevent a subway train assault. So he stepped in when he saw a person being assaulted on a Manhattan train and had his jaw, cheek, and nose broken. Police said Wednesday. The 25-year-old man spotted another man attacking a person on a southbound end train. Uh, that was moving towards the uh, the Canal Street station. And he tried to intervene to help, but a second aggressor showed up. He was outnumbered, and the two attackers punched and kicked the man before throwing a uh, a sneaker and a speaker at his head. This is the world that we live in today. Sean in Brooklyn, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. I love you. I love you too, Sean. You deserve to be on late night, not Jimmy Kimmel. So anyway, I'll get right to it. Uh, (laughs) The guy tried to help. You have to fight back. That's. I mean, I'm not talking about five on one. Again, he didn't know he was going to get attacked from behind. But right. look at the lady in Queen. She's on the A train. She's beaten savagely. And you see the guy, yes. if you saw the video, the guy's about to help, and then he backs off. You see it? Right. Right. I mean, you have to fight back. We have to. Listen, I can tell you, it, the, the police are not coming. Okay? And, and what's going on in the country, it's not just New York. It's all over the place. This lawlessness. I mean, it's all attached. When you have incidents... Uh, like, you know, I'm going to make an example. The guy, that guy who attacked the lady in the train station, would you want to live next door to him? <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> exactly. The guy who just attacked the 81-year-old lady in her own house, I wouldn't want to live next door to him either. But anyway, let me get back. People need to know history. When you see incidents go all the way back to Rodney King, when stuff like that happens, then you have, then you have, and it's all connected, unfortunately. And I'm going to try to make it quick. When the Roddy, Rodney King incident, by the way, no one knows the real story of Rodney King actually had beaten the hell out of three or four officers before you saw the rest of the video. But I'm saying that's a long time ago. You fast forward when you have an incident like the Floyd incident. When that, that sets us back decades. Because yes, now the courts are going to be like, oh, you see, it is true. I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm just making an account. It is true. And then you have what you have today, lawlessness. Because the courts have been taking o- taken over by these, uh, I, I mean, liberals, the word is thrown around so easy, but they've been take, it's been taken over. And, 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 and then they're, they're releasing, I mean, time after time, they keep releasing all these people because, you see, it's not fair. It's not fair. Excuses. Excuse after excuse after excuse. And then you have this lawlessness. And I can tell you, if that was me at that Queens train station, I would have given my all to take that guy out. 
I would have definitely given my all to try to help. I mean, well, I'm from Brooklyn. I, 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 I respect that, Sean, but, but again, we do have to be very careful because yeah, well, yeah, you, you, you could try and intervene and it could very well cost you your life. Right. We so, have to be careful. I agree. I totally agree. You, you can't be thinking like you're Superman. Right. Right. I, right. Sean, I really appreciate the call, man. I hope you have a great morning. I, I find this interesting, folks. The Pennsylvania Senate race. The Democratic candidate, John Fetterman, has wiped Black Lives Matter, that section, from his campaign site. And, of course, uh, Fetterman is the Democratic candidate for the uh, seat, and he's in a, a showdown against the Republican nominee, Dr. Oz, from television. And that will be decided uh, in about a month, in a few days from now. We see all of your telephone calls from the Bronx to Staten Island to Brooklyn, a few from Manhattan. We are going to take a break. When we come back, our Dominic Carter Care segment, and of course, coming up at the top of the hour, Frank Morano and the other side of midnight, we will be right back. WABC. Highlighting stories that hit close to home, from your borough to your dinner table. This is Carter Cares. A female high school basketball player, 17 years old, female high school basketball player, shot in the face while hanging out on a New York City street. Again, 17 years old, school basketball player, fatally shot on a Brooklyn street Wednesday night, according to police. The teen was hanging out with several people outside of 1225 Eastern Parkway in Crown Heights when two male gunmen approached the group and opened fire just after 6.15 p.m. The girl was apparently an unintended target. She was struck in the face, taken to Brookdale Hospital, where she was pronounced dead. No other injuries were reported. It's unclear at this point who in the group the shooters were targeting. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. Our friend Audrey in Brooklyn. Good morning, Audrey. What's on your mind? Um, happy weekend and all that, but I have to get to this. When you mentioned the elder woman that was raped, I just found out that my neighbor, my freaking neighbor, raped a woman of her age, and now he's in jail with his second one. And I I don't know if this is him or not, but I'm like, this is really off the chain. What's happening now? And I agree with what Mary Ann, one of your callers, said about something spiritually unbalanced. Seemed like the Ghostbusters, you know, that cage that they let the ghosts out. I think the, the, the madness is out of the cage, and it's all about just spiritually getting together. And huh, I've never been afraid to walk down the street until today, and I'm not a paranoid person. But it's like you never know. So mm, thanks for taking my call. Of course, Audrey, and and uh, and you do never know. And I know you are a proud New Yorker, but please be careful because y- y- you never know. What may happen? You never know what may happen. Thank you, Audrey, for the call this morning. Let's go from Brooklyn to Staten Island in terms of uh, Jody. I believe it's Jody. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, and thank you for taking my call, Dominic, and thank you for keeping the listeners informed. Um, well, we try. I've been listening to, I know you do, and I'm just so disheartened, first of all, between listening to the polls that Holchel has got a 17-point lead. Um, I don't understand what's going on with the voters. It, You know, they're talking, you know, people talking about, okay, we have to put the pressure on people. We have to, like they did for the bodega work. I understand that. Why do we have to go through all this? You need to put people who, leaders, elected officials who are going to do their job and not become well, – this is like New York has become like – it's like government tyranny here. She wants to make this a one social party state. I mean, we have crime so high. I don't understand how she's high in the polls. 
And I'm becoming disheartened, and I'm starting to realize, wait a minute, if if we're hearing this, the voters are hearing this, who's going to go out there and vote and try and change and get her out and vote for Zeldin? They should. But listening to those polls, people are going to say, what chances he have if she's ahead in, in the polls? Well, you understand what I'm saying? It's like... I, I do understand what you're stating, and I'm going to sound like a politician now, but it's it's true. The only poll that matters is the one on Election Day. So on any given Election Day, anything can happen. In a state like New York, it's overwhelmingly blue. So a Republican candidate has to almost run the perfect race. And this thing is not over has to run because there are extenuating circumstances, which happens to be crime, which happens to be pay-to-play. So so who, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Uh, but, but what I will say is that everybody should turn out and vote uh, like your life depends on it, like Zeldin, a Zeldin commercial says, because your life may very well depend on it. And I will be honest with you, folks, completely honest. I'm a bit down this morning because of this 81-year-old woman. And I'm having a, a hard time that was apparently raped. And I'm having a hard time comprehending that. And why would someone do something like that? But I, I do thank you for the call. Let's go to Jay from Far Rockaway. Good morning, Jay. What's on your mind? Uh, good morning, uh, Dr. Carter. Good morning. The, uh, I, I was thinking about first uh, about the thugs and where is Sharpton and the church people who don't say nothing. They don't come out mm-hmm. to, to say anything. So one more time, Sharpton and the church people to, to come out on crime? Yeah, they don't they don't come out on crime. They don't hold meetings. We never hmm. hear about that. Hmm. Um. Let me put on my sarcastic hat right now. I wonder why. I wonder why. Okay. And maybe, and maybe I shouldn't put on my sarcastic hat. Um, you've okay, got to speak another up. Thing. I, have thing, um, I have another thing. I have another thing, Doctor Carter. Go ahead. Where, Rock, where Rikers Island is right now, uh, put up a skyscraper to hold all the all the thugs. All the uh, people who are in the street, round them all up mm-hmm. and put them into one one centralized building. Well, <laughs> they, they're on one centralized uh, complex on Rikers, and that's not working out too well. But, Jay, no, 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 I, no. I really do appreciate your call. I hope that you have a uh, a beautiful morning. We are taking your calls this morning until the top of the hour and normally Frank joins me, Frank Morano, the other side of midnight right about now. But Frank is uh, preparing some stuff for his outstanding show, which begins momentarily. And so he's not going to be here this morning. That's the bad news. But the good news, it permits a, a, a few more minutes for you and I to talk via the telephone calls. So we're going to do exactly that up until the top of the hour. To Jeff in Jersey City, good morning, Jeff. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Uh, Good get morning. used to the 81-year-old woman getting raped. Hoko's going to get reelected, uh, going to get elected the first time, and there's going to be more rapes and beatings. The only thing she cares about, like Eric Adams, don't shoot anybody, don't use guns. But if you want to beat people and push them in front of the trains, that's okay. And so that's why. Uh, and and listen, Lee Zeldin is Jewish, and you know what? Anti-Semitism. As much as we think we're in New York and there's no anti-Semitism, he's a Jew. People in New York still hate Jews. The only support he's getting from is Mark Levin, who can't vote in New York, Brian Kilmeade, maybe Pataki, Peter King, the rest of the people on your station, Giuliani, Curtis, they're against uh, Lee Zeldin. They're sneaky, you know. They play like they're form, but they're really they, – they're um, – they want um, the nepotism of Andrew Giuliani to try to run in the next election. So they don't want Zeldin to win. And Zeldin's not going to win. It's going to be Hochul. And so, like I said, get the only thing you have hope for, maybe Andrew Cuomo making a comeback, getting rid of uh, the lightweights like Letitia James 
and Kathy Hochul because they're dumbbell lightweights, and and Cuomo, if he goes back to his original moderate roots, he can you know get hold of himself and um, maybe uh, like his father, put people in jail where they belong, and restore some sanity to the uh, to the state and the city. So that's the only hope I have. Lee Zeldin, uh, again, he's Jewish. There's anti-Semitism. People, um, he's, you know, he's still a victim. He's, he's really, um, uh, you know, I just don't see, like I said, maybe George Pataki supports him, Peter King, Brian Kelmy, the rest of the people on your station. No, no, no. They want Hochul. They want more punishment. They want okay. more suffering. Okay, all right. Well, this- I, I, I hear you, Jeff. I, I can't speak to the sentiment of my colleagues on WABC except to say that they are all straight up people and they call it the way they see it. But thank you for the, uh, for the telephone call, Jeff. We do appreciate it. Let's go to Joe in Rockland. Good morning, Joe. You're on talk radio 77 WABC. Hi, is it possible that the majority of people want it this way? I mean, they keep on voting for these people. Why would you assume that they don't want it this way and they're voting for these people? But, but, but you know what, Joe, why would anyone be happy with the status quo where you have to fear for your life walking down the street? Why would anybody I, be happy with that? I don't understand it either, but if the fact is, is that most people are voting for it, for this, there must be something behind it. Well, the, the only thing that I would say is behind it, Joe, is once they we're in New York, Democratic state, once they get in the voting booth, uh, the assumption and I hate assumptions. The assumption is that, you know, I'm a Democrat, so I got to vote Democratic and the Democrats are going to be the best for me. But I, I, I'm really at a loss of words this morning, Joe, for what happens uh, in the voting booth with uh with with some people, and now we have the you know in some cases the ranked choice voting, but at the end of the day, they're still voting overwhelmingly Democratic, and I am saying that it's time to shake things up. Period. Let's go to Jay. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Jay in Edison, New Jersey. Good morning, Jay. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Uh, Good there's morning. one thing missing when we look at that. Uh case of the woman being beaten up i think it was in queens in a subway the guy was beating her up and then another man came to help her and for a moment he left the woman that he was beaten up and then that man ran away and then the man went back to beating the woman up this time kicking her in the head and everything yes. now you know what's missing from this if that woman had been armed and trained she had a moment when he left to confront that man before he came back and kicked her head and she would have shot him Perhaps, perhaps, but he was he was beating her and hitting her so hard, Jay. I'm not exactly sure if she would have been in a position to maybe, maybe to, to accurately get off a shot. And then do we want a situation where everyone has a gun firing and then what happens when they miss? Jay, I wish I had more time to deal with what you're saying, but I'm completely out of time. Keep it right there, folks. Frank Morano, The Other Side of Midnight is coming up right now, right here on Talk Radio 77 WABC.